Hey, what's up, good people? It's Jay Ray, the co-host of Q Points, and I wanted to come to you because there are two really important ways that you can support our show. One is by subscribing to it wherever you listen to or watch your podcast. Q Points is pretty much everywhere. The other thing that you can do is you can visit us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, and on Podchaser, and you can leave us a star rating. Please rate us five stars because you know you love Q Points. And on Apple Podcasts and on Podchaser, you can actually leave us a written review. It's not required, but it really does help to spread the word about the show and it helps people to discover it as they're looking for new podcasts to listen to. We're always appreciative of you supporting Q Points. We thank you so much for all that you've done for us so far and enjoy the show. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, no, here we go now. <laughs> yes. Get busy. All right. <laughs> are y'all ready? Y'all ready? Because we are. I know I am. Look, because it's all about. Let me stop. Let me stop. Because I was about to go off into the. You know where I was headed with that, right, Jay Ray? I do. Because it's all about control. <laughs> and we have lots of it. <laughs> control of what we say and why <laughs> okay let's be serious let's be serious for one second all right i'm gonna control what we say right now all right we are in control of this particular show because it's q points and i'm dj sir daniel and my name is jay ray sometimes known by my government as johnny ray cornegate the third what's happening y'all Listen, welcome back to another exciting edition of Q Points, your visual, your favorite visual podcast and safe space for meaningful discussions about black music and the artists that we love. Oh, can you tell who we're going to be talking about tonight? Can you tell? I don't know. Can- I don't know. This show is a mystery to me. I'm just here. I came for the excellence. But no, no. Y'all know who this is about. And uh, we have such love for this artist. And we love her so much, Sir Daniel. Can we just say, we love her so much that she done changed our whole vibe. Like, we got a new background. We got new colors. We doing the whole thing. And it's literally because, that's right, K-Maxwell. That's right, Carlton. It's because we are celebrating the Janet Demita Joe Jackson. Yes. Absolutely. J-Ray, we are less than 24 hours away from a television event, the likes of which we haven't seen in decades. As a matter of fact, J-Ray, can you think of the last time a documentary or a movie centered around a Black musician has made you this excited? I don't know that there has been... Any television, I have anticipated television specials before. Interestingly enough, the one that I can remember is Michael Jackson's Bad. So it's funny, it involves another Jackson, right? I remember the, I remember that whole campaign and that whole rollout. But for real, 
this that's happening tomorrow. And by the way, I'm going to put this on the screen. We are hosting our Q points, uh, Janet Jackson documentary watch party. The link is right there and we'll drop it in the chat as well, but please join us. There's still room to join us uh, for this event tomorrow. But to answer your question, I can't remember being this connected to a television event about a black musical artist ever in my life. I'm extremely excited about this. I share your excitement. Um, I'm thinking, so last year, and I think it was around this time last year, we were getting ready for the Salt and Pepper movie, mm -hmm. or, or at least I was. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, I was excited about that. Um, there have been, but to your point, those um, those Michael Jackson specials, like Captain EO, the, all of his videos were like an event. Mm -hmm. And the same went for Janet. She started, she followed in that ilk as well. But yes, this is, as like you said, I feel a special connection to this particular documentary. I know as fans, you know, that we think we know pretty much everything, but I'm certain there are going to be things, some revelations um, during this documentary that we are not necessarily, or we haven't been privy to, because this has taken place over, was filmed over a five year period. Mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting. It's just, it's gonna be really interesting. The nostalgia, you know, I'm here for nostalgia. Yes. <laughs> and, and I will say, what excites me about this, I think Janet has always, Whereas uh, Janet has always been the mysterious one. You know what I'm saying? Like she was, she was successful at doing the thing that I think Michael was trying to do with her personal life. Right. Cause I think for her, it actually meant something to be personal. She was married to Renee forever and no one knew. Right. No one knew. So yeah. actually I'm excited about this mostly because I'm dying to know the woman behind the person that we see on stage and on our videos, mostly like I'm dying to get a glimpse into that and what, you know, her experience and her family life has been like, because I don't think we know for real her. Yeah. And I think. To that point, that might be some of what a lot of people, the detractors, the people that really don't get it, is because of that. Because she has tried to, she's controlled mm -hmm. the, her, her narrative for the most part. It doesn't stop people from making up stories. But shout out to They Might Be Taping. Yes, thank you. Listen, we, we put a lot of thought and effort into tonight's special because it's just that important important to us and we know it's important to y'all as well. So tonight's episode of Q Points is gonna be, we're gonna be real podcasty right about now. Because what you're gonna you're going to be privy to conversation between Jay Ray and Sir Daniel because this is literally how we how we go off into a tangent on something that we especially connect on. And Janet Jackson is one of those deities that we um, connect on. And so what Jay Ray and I have done is tonight we prepared 
about five questions to ask each other back and forth. We don't know the answers. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Michael. We see you. Yes. I was telling, listen, vinyl, I was telling Jay Ray earlier, if I see it, I'm buying it. I don't care how much it is. Well, I do care how much it is, but if it has got a dope picture of her on the cover, even if it's something that I might already have, I'm picking it up. Michael Ward is talking about vinyl envy, but yes. So Jerry and I are going to be going back and forth and we're just going to talk Janet and not even just Janet, but there are going to be some other things that come up out of this conversation because as most icons do, they affect other parts of our life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Jerry, I'm going to let you do the honors. Oh, okay. I get to go first. This is so exciting. Okay. Um, So before I, before I ask the question, I do want to give a shout out. So I see Michael Ward there in the chat. Shout out to black gay stuck at home who are black gay stuck at home is not doing their normal event. They coming over to Q points tomorrow night to hang out at the watch party and they're amazing and they've been amazing partners and they just are dope. So their link is scrolling across the bottom. So make sure that you follow them so that you can join them at their next event. Um, You know, so just wanted to shout that out. So shout out to Michael Ward and Joshua Jenkins. So, all right. My first question for you, Sir Daniel, and I'm going to just go here since it's the beginning. When did you first notice Janet Jackson? Oh, that's easy. The very first time um, I became cognizant of Janet Jackson was during an episode. Well, it was the episode of Different Strokes when Todd Bridges' character, um, Willis, when Willis Arm, Willis Arm. There was Willis. Wait, what was that? Oh, no, I don't remember their last names. Um, um, uh, Drummond. Drummond. Willis Drummond. Let's just say Drummond. Yeah. So Willis Drummond um, was bringing home, was meeting his girlfriend or the girl he was interested in at the time, and she was coming over to the house, and the doorbell rang. And there she was standing framed in the door, with the, with you know, with her. Was it the next shirt? With her, like button yeah, way up? Yeah, the <laughs> button way up, the, the, the whole Victorian, the Victorian collar, you know, her perfectly coiffed um, flip hairstyle, um, the Jacksons, Willis right? Jackson. Willis Jackson. Her perfectly coiffed um, feathered haircut. And she, she kind of had, you know, typical Janet, she kind of had that hunched, mm-hmm. like, hi, Willis. And I was just like, oh my gosh, she is so cute. Just blown away and just like completely enamored by this aura of her through the television as enamored as I could be at that age. Cause I can't, I think I might've been six or seven at the time. I don't remember, but just that moment, the smile, the electric smile and just the, the kind of soft spoken, you know, pretty beautiful energy that she had. And I just became, remember becoming just completely captivated by that. And I don't think I really connected that she was Michael Jackson's sister. I was very aware of who Michael Jackson was, Mm -hmm. but I don't think at that age I connected that they were um, siblings. Mm -hmm. But absolutely, Charlene framed in that doorway when when she came over to visit Willis, Mm -hmm. 
at the um the penthouse mansion on different strokes. So I didn't know. We don't know what each other's going to say. I literally we share the exact same moment. Sir Daniel and I share the exact same moment. And it's funny that you talk about this. So the smile that's in our background picture is very similar to that smile, that effervescent smile that was in that door, right? The smile has never changed. Um, And I will never forget, like, it was just like the same feeling you got was like, oh, like, who's that? And then... Later, of course, we learned who it was and all. And then the album, you know, came and all of that stuff. So um, can I just say that, you know, we pop in when we start getting spam. Y'all, we getting spam in our lives now. So that means Q points is popping. So I'm going to just let y'all know. But um, yeah, me and Sir Daniel, I say the exact same moment with Charlene showing up to the house to see Willis. So that's my first question. (laughs) Okay. All right, so I'm gonna take it a little. Let's see, where should I go? So we okay. So we're talking about <laughs> effervescent. Yes, yes, you did use that. That's an SAT word, absolutely. <laughs> so we're fa- fast forwarding into the the career of Janet Jackson, the global superstar, and I often think about her. I think about. Uh, Diana Ross, I think about Tina Turner, and even more recently, I think about Beyonce. Mm -hmm. I often wonder how Black women that operate at that level navigate racism. Mm -hmm. And even though there isn't a corner on the planet where they're not known, where she's not known, I'm positive that it still has to come up. So it's like, do you ever... I don't know I think about it, but do you ever think about that? Like when she walks into the world mm-hmm. and other countries, because the reason why I thought about this question is recently there was a, a basketball player in China mm-hmm. somewhere and they were there. They were invited there. They were playing a game. They're well known in the United States, well known over there. And the Chinese people were hurling, saying the N word to him coming off the bus despite this person being a celebrity. So I was like, do we, you know, I often think about that, about how they navigate racism. And clearly, I know you wouldn't know that, mm-hmm. how they do it, but I just think that's something I think about often. Yeah. Um, I know, well, here's what we know just based on Janet's career and the work that she's done. One of the things I've always respected about Janet Jackson, in particular, Um, in that starting in that rhythm nation era was her leaning into her black woman hood and literally talking about racism on the album. And then um, there were MTV PSAs throughout the years where she would talk about racism and embracing her blackness um, as, you know, central to her identity as a pop star, right? She wasn't running away from it at any point. So um, while I don't know specifically to your point, right, how she navigated it, what I do know is that she didn't run from, she didn't run from it or hide. Like, I think if I were to look at the opposite end, I do feel like Michael in the in-between years was trying so hard to be like commercial that it was like he was 
trying to do the, the, the thing of being seen as Michael Jackson, but not as like black Michael. You know what I'm saying? Like trying yeah. to be universal, which is what so many um, pop, so many stars of his era wanted to do. They wanted to cross over, right? They wanted to cross over to the pop charts. So they could get the big white audience. That was what everyone aspired to. So I felt like he was trying to blur that line. Whereas I felt like Janet's superpower was like, I'm going to just do a funky ass record. I'm going to just do, I'm going to do this black music and put it on the pop stage. And you're going to yeah. take me as I am as a black woman. So um, I think at least from what I saw her navigating it was like, no, this is who I am. And you're going to take me as I am. You're absolutely correct. And I think back to the Rhythm Nation moment, mm -hmm. um, especially the huge MTV rollout for Rhythm Nation. And they pointed out in the fact like the knowledge, mm -hmm. which is my favorite song off of that album. The, the video for the performance of the knowledge, they said there is a, a part in the knowledge where Janet takes her thumb and she crosses it across her skin mm -hmm. and says racism. No, meaning this is this is not rubbing off. Right. This is who I am. Y'all say you love me. You say you love. And this is she's speaking for a lot of artists that came before her. You say you love us. You say the you love the music that we give to you. But what's happening outside of the street, on the streets, outside in society, outside of the music, outside of the concerts, how are people that look like me being treated? Mm -hmm. And you need to and you need to think about that. You need to consider that and look at yourself mm -hmm. when it comes to that. So, yes, you're right. As far as navigating it, she plows right through it yeah. <laughs> as far as racism. literally racism plowing right through it, you know, um, yeah. and actually sticking with that. Rhythm Nation time period, which I, okay, so I had to, so I would just make this, 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 this uh, confession now, because I've had to think mm -hmm. about this a lot, okay. is, okay, so my favorite Janet album, and it's hard to pick a favorite, like, because, and when I think of favorites, like, I truly do think of, like, you know, her, her classic period, so the, for the albums between Control and the, the Velvet Rope, right? Um, even though, you know, I have a discipline thought, like discipline was like a high point in like the later part of her career and even Unbreakable, you know what I'm saying, was I think like a very good 2015 Janet album. Anyway, favorite Janet album is Rhythm Nation 1814. So, so even in thinking about just like um, that period of time and what was also happening in the pop landscape, you have Janet doing a rock song with Black Cat. Yes. And it not feeling um, it, it not feeling like it was weird or something that she shouldn't do. It felt perfect for what she should be doing. Um, and then being able to carry that, you know, over into, you know, later records, I thought was also really dope, too. So another thing, you know, Black woman doing rock, um, taking inspiration from the Tina Turners of the world and bringing it into her music. Totally, so. Um, All right, so what, hit me with your next one. So man. my Come next on. question is is deep. I um, that's funny. So keys. Now Rhythm Nation wasn't my first cassette, but I remember when I got Rhythm Nation, and it was I believe the cassette was black. It was a black cassette, white letters. There's probably actually a picture 
of that year uh, when I got it that Christmas. My aunt gave it to me for Christmas. So I do remember that. So thanks, Keys, for that little memory. But my second question for you, Sir Daniel, is why do you think people, in particular black people, discount Janet's vocal ability? Hmm. <laughs> so I believe because um, there's a couple reasons. I think, and this is my opinion, I think let's take the the closest pro- the closest reason. If they comparison comparing her to her brother or, or her brothers and the type of music that they put out and the kind of belting that Michael could do, I think they're probably like, well, she's not doing that or she's not doing it at that level that she can't sing. And then on top of that, you know, the black music, the black music landscape, the record labels, the record industry was pilfering the black church. Mm-hmm. So you had a lot of powerhouse vocalists, you know, especially coming from the disco era. You had a lot of big black vocals. Mm-hmm. I'm talking, you can hear from singing from the back of the church all the way to the front yard. You can hear them down the street, those kind of vocals. And so for Janet to emerge from this superstar family um, to take on a solo career after she has been kind of known as an actress for a while, they're just like, well, where is the, where is the powerhouse? Mm -hmm. Where is, where is the belting? And it's subdued. And I think even when she's speaking, I think I see a lot of people pick on her speaking Mm -hmm. voice and how reserved it is and how, you know, how, how soft it is. And so I think they don't, they discount her experience as a singer. And I also think they discount her experience as a black person because her family comes from the brothers got it back. The brothers had it hard yeah. growing up in Gary until they hit it big and they moved out to California where she came of age mm-hmm. in, in, in Beverly Hills yeah. with going to school with all the other rich kids and whatnot. So I think kind of black people discount her black experience. Mm-hmm. And so they take that over into her, her speaking voice, her singing voice. To your point, her doing a pop record or a rock record. So I think that's where it comes from this underlying uh, she ain't mm-hmm. she ain't all that that's where it comes from yeah. for me and that's that's where i think it might come from yeah no how about you no i 100 percent um agree with that as well like i i definitely think everything that you just said absolutely agree with it um i also think there is this it is easy to recognize the loudest voices in the room Mm-hmm. And it's easy to singing, singing at what doing what Patti LaBelle and Aretha Franklin did and what Whitney Houston did is its own level of difficult. Right. Yes. The other side of that, though, is when I listen to Come Back to Me and to Lonely and hear Janet's layered vocal, I'm like, baby. You and if Harold Pride is watching this, Harold Pride will chime in. Janet's background vocals. Go back, go back, y'all, and play them records and listen to 
where her voice is sitting in the highs and the mids and the lows and stacked to bring those songs. Yes. Lyrically they hit. Yes. Jimmy jam who somebody said on a post that um, I think it was a uh, uh, DDM that said, um, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, they put spells in them beats, right? There's all of that. But there's also Janet's ability to sit vocally. That that ear. That That ear. That ear. Your favorites today, your favorites today have sometimes may have an issue singing with their own vocals because they can't they can't get that key mm-hmm. they can't get into that key they can't match it mm-hmm. we're talking about someone that had to come up in the era where everything was done on tape say it again say it again like so she had to sing it y'all it wasn't digital it. <laughs> so so i think you posted it one day y'all could talk about her her vocals being paper her being wispy and thin and all of that and quiet but there is a technicality there is a technical genius to Janet Jackson's vocals that is unmatched and a, a lot of people can't do. So I'm just saying, and this kind of leads in, and, and it sounds like we're standing mm-hmm. because we, we are. are. <laughs> and so this kind of leads into my, my question for you. Can we talk about how Janet is one of the few artists at the nexus of what we refer to as Stan Wars? Because the whole before, you know, the before the 2010s where standing got to a, to a really huge level, there was an era of standing of stand wars where Janet Jackson was at the epicenter of stand wars. And do you agree that Janet Jackson, to, I, I, well, I've already um, stated my position, but do you agree that Janet is like one of the artists that started the whole stand culture mm-hmm. and a fandom as it were mm-hmm. because you have people setting up camps mm-hmm. of who their favorite artist was and you know against who their other other people's favorite artist was mm-hmm. so could, would you agree that janet is like one of the main artists that started stand culture I absolutely agree with that. So I'm I'm looking up because I'm now going back in time and I'm specifically going to mention. Here's why I agree with you. I agree with that statement. And here's why I believe that is true. And it was and it was necessary, too, because okay. I do think that when we think of big 80s pop stars, mm-hmm. Janet is one of those huge 80s pop stars when you start running down the list go and look up any list where it's like big pop stars in the 1980s you won't get past number 15 before seeing before seeing janet jackson right like she's going i'm sorry she's going to appear before you get to 15 that's a big deal because people were selling millions of albums michael jackson sold so many albums in the 1980s it's nuts. Madonna, all of them folks, uh, 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 Bon Jovi, all of these huge artists selling albums, right? Janet's one of them. <laughs> so I think it was necessary because next, it was only her and Tina Turner. Those was your two black women that you was going to get. 
You know what I'm saying? It was her and Tina Turner. Whitney Houston. Yes. I don't let's not forget about Whitney. Her, Whitney, Tina. Go ahead. May I offer may I offer Jody Watley? Because Jody Watley around the same time was coming into her solo pop stardom. But I, I mean, listen, I love me. I'm talking about I, we gotta do a Jody Watley show. I love me For a sure. Jody, but in terms of like I'm just talking like sales and like all of them, like big 80s pop okay. stars, right? So point is. I think that people would talk about Whitney and they would talk about Tina and they wouldn't want to talk about Janet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like they would, they would leave her out and she belonged. She belongs in that group. Just like Carlton just put MJ Prince, uh, Whitney, Janet, George, Michael, Madonna, you, but there are people that would have left Janet out of that name list. And that is why, she her Janet fans were like what you not going to do <laughs> is act like control and rhythm nation didn't happen exactly. in, the, in the 1980s <laughs> so stan stan culture is a culture like mm-hmm. she created a community mm-hmm. or fostered a community of fans because and those things are, were very important if you look back fan clubs were, were all have always been a thing. Mm-hmm. If you look back on albums back in the fifties, there was a, there were fan clubs, yep. but then they took it another step further. I believe like her era of pop stars took it another step further. If you see um, backstage footage, mm-hmm. there's always footage of Janet meeting with fans. Yep. Always. And that was very important to um to make those connections and i think they value those they value those connections and and fostered them um but i i brought that up because if we're thinking about always wanting to you know pit artists against each other you know i i want to say janet was like at the beginning of those conversations like they were always putting Janet up against Madonna. And to this day, that's still a thing where people still like to talk about a versus who could, who would dare go up against um, Janet Jackson in a versus hit for hit for hit. Mm -hmm. And they always brought up Madonna because to your point, that was an era of Titans. Like you had to sell records. You had to sell out arenas in order to even be in the conversation. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think those that's why those two came up. But yeah, Janet is like the <laughs> the original, the OG Stan goddess yeah. of pop culture. <laughs> I agree. Um so Sir Daniel, so my next question for you. And this is, uh, I want you to answer as a DJ. I'll answer as a person who dances. So as a DJ, what is your favorite Janet song to get the party moving? Hmm. That's tough. That is tough. That is very tough because... She literally has a record for for every decade. Mm-hmm. She's probably got actually got three for every decade. If you if we want to be, yeah, yeah. be if we want to be we want to be technically you know. I see uh, JDJ Lover in the chat is saying go deep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carlton is saying throb. 
And I don't disagree with any of those simply because as a DJ, it, it, you know, it all depends on where you are in the, in your set, Mm -hmm. where you are. But personally, personally, I take it to, to the control album. I, I, can I have two? Go ahead. Okay. So my two are, um, pleasure principle, because that's, that's a, a dancer's anthem, mm-hmm. if you ask me. From the the break, the breakdown, the intro, the the ooh, ooh, ach, ooh, ooh, ah, ah, ah. that's a that's a dancer's you know that's catnip to a dancer. Mm-hmm. And my second one, Carlton beat me to it. When I think of you, when I think of you, if to me set creates a scene, mm-hmm. I automatically think block parties. I automatically think. Uh, falling in love on the dance floor. So those are the types of things, emotions that come up out of me that I want to evoke. So when I think of you and Pleasure Principle are my two. Um, Drop it and the crowd goes nuts. Now, as a dancer, tell me, what what is it that you like to hear? What makes you go Burzak? What gives you happy feet? Okay, so what gives me happy feet? And I've never danced to this i didn't know what i was going to say when i asked that question like i had a whole (laughs) list of songs going through my head um Uh so my selection is going to be slow love from demita joe actually here is why so um and shout out to mark mark has said a pleasure principle make me oh make me is such a good choice that was on my list together again um you know all of the above so i'm gonna drop that so Slow Love is um, a track. It is one of the last tracks on the Demita Joe album. And that joint is a mood. So when I think of a song that makes me think of um, summer nights dancing outside under the moonlight and hearing it kind of come over, it's a mm. magical, it's full of um, ear candy. Mm-hmm. where you got bells and you got all types of things and she's singing over this um pop dance beat um it's right next to house you know it's a dance joint it's basically a house joint it's a four four that song right there i would love i've never danced to this in the club because no dj's ever played it that i've yeah. been you know that i've been dancing with uh or dancing to but i would love to hear that and if y'all have never heard slow love um, go play it because it's beautiful and and the, and the melody right all I wanna take you she does the whole thing all the Janet stuff over this yeah. dance beat it's great so that's my choice <laughs> nice nice listen the love is apparent you can't tell us that we don't know what we're talking about so anyway um, yes so uh, yeah, a lot of people are mentioning all night oh. From the Demita Joe. Let's just say this. Janet is a dancer's artist. Janet, and I believe she said this publicly, she keeps, she has a dancer in mind Mm -hmm. a lot of times when she is creating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could tell. You could absolutely tell. Um, There's the the, the clip um, that has been circulating where I love watching clips of Janet working on choreography 
there are so many clips that you see, but here's one of the ones that I absolutely love. It is from um, the Janet era. Okay. They are doing if and somebody and they have to stop because something happens. Right. And the dancer uh-huh. is like, oh, I'm sorry. I did it. And Janet says, no, it might be me. I think I am. She was like just saying, like, it might be me. I might be too slow or too fast. Like so. And she looked at the choreographer and said, no, it might not be her. It might be me. And what I love is you could tell like dancing and the craft of dancing is so important to her and that's what one of the reasons that one of the things that makes her special so yes she always has the dancers in mind absolutely and i know your question was about okay i'm gonna go on to my next question because we could get stuck on this all night long but you brought up if and i've said this before if the breakdown for if is like no other (laughs) Like no other, I get goosebumps just thinking about it. But anyway, so on to my next question. All right, so let's <laughs> let's see. Um, oh, J Ray, mm-hmm. would you be okay if Janet Jackson never recorded another album for the rest of her career? Sure. Um, sure. I um. I'm only interested in artists recording when they feel like they have something to say. Um, And so if Janet got to the point where she was just like, I just don't want to do no more records. Okay. We have 40 years of music to pick from. Um, So yeah, it would not bother me at all. I happened to enjoy made for now. You know, I thought that was a good I was like, I enjoyed this song. I get why she's doing it. It's you know, it's 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 the video was great. She looked amazing. The dancers killed it. Everything was Janet. Right. But if she decided that, hey, I'm not going to do um, this next album, I would be fine with that, too. I'm only interested in artists doing things when they want to do it. I think Diana Ross had this really interesting point where she was, I think, on Oprah. And she said, um, you know, I'll only stop performing. I'll keep performing as long as I sound good. She was like, if I start sounding bad, I'll stop performing. Like, but as long as I sound good, I'll get on stage and I'll keep doing it. I respect that. You know, I absolutely respect that. And for Janet, if she choose not to release another record, fine. We got enough records to choose from. We got remixes and B-sides and all the things. We're going to be fine. You know, (laughs) what about what about you? Would you be okay with that? I have to echo you. I am completely okay if Janet says, you know what? Y'all have, to your point, almost 40 years worth of music. You're good. You will deal. <laughs> and, you'll, and you'll be fine with it. And I'm completely okay with that. She has absolutely nothing else to prove to us. If she, if she, like you said, if she had something that she absolutely wanted to say and had to and wanted to bring to the forefront, certainly. Sure. She's got that. She's got that um, that real estate to do it. She's an icon. She has the right to do whatever she wants to do musically as, and as an artist. I think also I love what I do love about Janet is when 
if you took a, a few years back to that billboard performance mm-hmm. when she's wearing the all gold yeah. and and nobody had seen her in a while yeah. you know this is um this is post baby janet mm-hmm. you know she's in, she's in her 50s yeah. and the whole world is like is she going to be able to give it to us right. <laughs> mm-hmm. what you think <laughs> absolutely she gave it to us <laughs> however I'm not. I'm not stupid. There's things that are modified, you know. Oh the, yeah, the, she's not doing the all the moves. The outfits, the like. I'm going cross. <laughs> I'm where I'm. Where you gonna enjoy this baggy moment where I'm. You know, I'm covered from head to toe, and you're gonna. You're still gonna enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I'm still gonna give you a nice eight count, mm-hmm. and um. But it's all done to perfection. It's done. It's not forced. Mm-hmm. It's you know, she 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 does it and she does it right. Whereas some of her counterparts, you know, they they're still going and they're still doing things, but they're they're trying a little too hard. Janet has never been about that life. You have you are absolutely right. Cause now when I think back on the reason why I actually do enjoy when they do Janet live performances is mm-hmm. I'm like, we're going to get a good performance. You know what I'm saying? She's going to do, she's going to do what you expect her to do. And that's what you're going to get that. So you're going to leave that seven minutes that she's on stage. Happy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And proud that you that's saw it. it. Some of her contemporaries from the same era. I'd be like, why are we doing this? <laughs> Look, JDJ lover said it. We didn't, mm-hmm. but JDJ lover said it in the comments. We didn't say, we didn't say, we didn't name names, but JDJ Lover said it. Uh, what's up to J King Holiday in the building? We <laughs> see you, brother. <laughs> um, so yeah. So okay, put on your thinking cap. Put on your thinking cap. All right. Uh, Here we so go. Hit me. Let's go. One of the things that Janet Jackson is equally known for her dance, her dance joints, but her slow jams are legendary. What mm-hmm. is your favorite Janet slow jam? Oh, that's kind of hard, but this just happens to be um, right in the um, Ooh, right next yes, to yes, me. Yes, that's anytime, any place. But anytime, any place. And let me tell you something. Anytime, any place. Any <laughs> Janet. Janet keeps that toe on the the sultry and the downright filthy. <laughs> keeps a toe right there on the border, and I live. I live for it. I li- there, somebody um, place put up a cut of the Anytime, Anyplace video where there is a scene where a an older woman is <laughs> is looking out of her window and she sees Janet and the model getting it on on the kitchen table. Mm-hmm. And there's a moment where Janet looks over and she sees the old woman and she doesn't flinch. She's just like, you see it? You see what's about to happen? And you're welcome to watch. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know, that I think, so she does that. You're right, she does that well. Her slow jams to, um, to Jay and Gil's point, those are two of my other favorite ones. Let's wait a while and funny how time flies. I remember um sitting being 11 years old and 
supposed to be in bed asleep <laughs> and waiting, just waiting for the DJ to play. Let's wait a while again. Yeah. That's how much I love. Um, oh, the the songs are coming in and everything. This is it's just hard. Yeah. It's just hard to pull pull from this because you're right. She can do both up tempo and slow jams with the same prowess. It's it's just ridiculous. And her and Herb Albert, Shout. Ah, I'm not even talk about it. Shout. Listen. You go ahead and talk. Go ahead and talk. Okay. I, I'm gonna... <laughs> so um all right. So before I tell you what my 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 favorite Janet Slow Jam is, and I love that um uh Carlton mentioned lonely. I'm a I'ma put a pin. I wanna I'm gonna put a pin in what I'm gonna say and talk about the importance of lonely, right? I didn't understand that lonely was about suicidal ideation until I got older. Like, like somebody saying, hey, call when you're feeling lonely, right? And so you have this beautiful melodic slow jam that is all that is speaking to no, anytime you feel the need, call me when you're lonely. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. wow. The way you can use your art to speak to people. It's so dope. So I just wanted to say that. Um, lonely and save a life. It, save a life. Possibly. Absolutely has saved lives. Um, now I'm gonna take the pen out and okay. So my favorite part, <laughs> Sir Daniel, I'm sure I've said this to you. My warmth is so good. Moist is so mm -hmm. good from Demita Joe, but that's not what my joints are. Um, my favorite part of Janet albums are when the rain starts. Listen, if you hear a rain interlude, it's, it's about going to, down. It's the record's changing. Down. It's time. Hold up. <laughs> keep going, keep going, because there is also... No, keep, okay. keep talking. So, so my my favorite one that I'm going to pick, because I, I, I don't think we talk about this one as much, but um, anything from the Velvet Rope she well first of all sonically sonically that record is crazy because it it was 1997 so it was doing all the 1997 shit um but yes um anything from the velvet rope is like man i don't know what's about to go down but whatever it is it's about to be a thing it's about to be a thing so I pulled, I picked up um, the All For You album, mm -hmm. When We Ooh. When We Ooh is great. And I Okay, does anybody, okay, in the chat, drop it in the chat. Did you ever make getting it on tapes or oh. a sex mixtape? Raise your hand if you put, if you made a sex mixtape and you had like several Janet Jackson songs on that sex mixtape. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anything was definitely we, on there. <laughs> when we all was definitely on that for me. <laughs> oh my gosh. So Whoa. all right. What's your what's your question for me, Sir Daniel? What's your question? Okay. Yes, because we need to cool down after all of that. <laughs> um, let's see. All right. So this is this is important, I think, when we talk about we're we're bigging up black women and we're bigging up Janet Jackson. 
But why do we find it so easy to speak disparagingly of our women artists and also pit like to pit them against each other? Why is that so easy for us to do? Oh, so I'm going to ponder this and I'm going to ponder it out loud because I think it'll it'll form itself as I as I say it. I think the I think it's conditioning and I think it's conditioning that comes down from um, uh, from slavery in the sense, Mm. you know what I'm saying? Like there's, you know, house Negroes and field Negroes. And if you work in the kitchen, you probably, or if you're the, if you are the, the caretaker for the kids, you might have more, um, uh, rights and privilege or more privilege than the person who does whatever. So I think that this is kind of like a byproduct of that, where it can only be one, you know what I'm saying? Like it can only be one. And so, if you like Whitney, you can't like Janet, which is absolutely ridiculous because they did co- two completely different kinds of music. It's okay that Whitney wasn't into Janet. Whitney, we we saw we saw the documentary and we know what she said. That's okay because she can like what she likes. But for yeah. us, we it, it I think we have been taught that if you when it comes to black folks, you can't like everybody. You know what I'm saying? You got to pick. And um, so I think that it's really easy to do it with um, black women um, because I do think the industry for so long, it couldn't be more than one. Like, how many years did we just have Nicki Minaj? We just, it wasn't that it wasn't other it wasn't that there wasn't other women MCs. You know what I'm saying? How many years? We was lucky to have Rihanna and Beyonce at the same time for a long time, right? But they were also doing two completely different things and also virtually part of the same camps, right? You know what I'm saying? There was like a Jay-Z connection with both. Absolutely. That was rare, though. You know what I'm saying? Other than that, it was like, well, you kind of have to pick and choose. You know what I'm saying? Who you going to get? Um, that soars and I really do think that comes from um, a sinister place that tells us that um, we have to make a choice and um, so yeah that's where I think that comes from what about for you I I totally agree it's um, it's unfortunate that a lot of people don't have the yes and mindset Mm -hmm. You know, it's uh, all or nothing for a lot of people, but you can absolutely love Mariah Carey and you can absolutely still bop to a J-Lo song. You can absolutely adore Little Kim and ride out to Nikki and Remy and whoever. It, this is a yes and type of world. And I think that if we start thinking it along yes and, I love such and such yes and, I'm going to also go to this person's concert. I think that will spill over into our private, our personal lives and the way we interact with each other if we had a yes and mindset. It, um, you know, when it comes to social, um, social gatherings, social cliques or whatever, you know, you either have to be down with this group or 
that gang or whatever. It it all it you know it all spells out in different facets of community and the world. And sometimes it's to our detriment if we're not careful. Yeah. So it seems harmless, you know, when we start pitting, especially when we pit black women against each other, because let's face it, black women already have a whole lot to deal with. Um, Absolutely. Outside, uh, outside the community, then for us to do what we do to them within the community. Yep. So there's that. Yeah. But um, as far as us as listeners, you know, life would be much doper if you had a yes and mind fuck. When you go to spot when you go to your favorite platform or YouTube to to listen and watch your favorite artists, they get it. They they send you different artists that well. If you like this, then you'll enjoy this. Mm-hmm. There's a reason. It's an algorithm. Yes, somebody's trying to make money off of it, but there's some truth to it. You know, you put, think about it. Just open your um open your mind to to different things, but. Yeah, it's it's sad, but it's true. It does speak to a very sinister and dark moment in the the collective life of black people in this country. And unfortunately, we see it play out in popular culture, especially when it comes to black women who are iconic, who gain the attention of the nation who wield power with that attention. Some people try to tear down that power and that's the main thing they like to do is to start, start tearing them down by pitting them against each other. Yeah. Ooh, okay, who knew we was going to go all the way there? <laughs> listen, so this is my final question for you, Sir Daniel. Okay. And I didn't write this question down because I, I didn't know what the last question was going to be. And now I okay. do know. So what are you most hoping to learn from the documentary when you see it? I guess honestly I want to know what the parts that she enjoyed the most of her journey. You know, we always, you know, if you look at Unsung and all the, any kind of documentary they pull out, everything was fine until, you know, that's the part that everybody really tunes into and tunes up for. But I really want to see where she had the most fun. I really want to see who her, who her good girlfriends are in the industry, if we, if, if we get to see that. Like, I want to see... You know, is she chit-chatting on the phone with Mariah? Because I know they have a, a, a kind of a relationship. Um, or Beyonce or Mary. You know, I, I I think they have those kind of relationships. It would be really cool to see that play out because I love to see, just speaking upon what we just spoke of in the last segment, I would love to see that togetherness, that camaraderie. Those are things that excite me. And I'm hoping that, that some of that is revealed in starting tomorrow night yes. tomorrow night what what are you looking forward to finding out that you think you didn't know Ooh, um or do you have a question like if janet was here like anything you want to ask her no oh oh that's a whole different thing um i don't know that i have an answer it would be so weird i don't know that i have an answer for that yet 
Um, yeah. I I think that um, that's funny. Uh, JDJ Love <laughs> Janet probably got group chats with all the shade. I bet you that is true. Um, Please let me in the group I chat. Wanna, Please. Ooh, I want to see what's in that group chat, child. I promise I won't screenshot. No, well, you know what? I saw somebody posted. So people have been, and I've been trying to not watch too many of them because, uh, you know, they're not sanctioned. People have been posting like little clips um, because I think they yeah. sent out some screeners. Yeah. I saw what I was so excited about is I saw a creative moment of Janet and Michael together with Scream. Yes. I. Yeah. One, there was two things that was dope. So what I'm what I'm interested in 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 seeing are the creative moments because I think mm -hmm. it goes back to our beginning thing of uh, or our earlier conversation about Janet's vocal ability, where I think it will also illuminate. Oh, here's why this was the magic sauce. Like this is why she was as dope as she was. I was watching her on the little laptop, kind of coaching Michael, which was really amazing to see where she was mm. like you know what i said because she had kind of creative control and she michael called her because they wanted to write a song together and she was like well i said well you write your lyrics and i'll write mine and she's on the little old laptop and she's like <laughs> okay so what's your like what's your lyrics what do you want to say and she's like typing them out and you mm -hmm. hear one, you hear her voice. It's the same voice that we've always heard, right? Because there's always like, that ain't really her voice. She's, I'm like, no, like we're seeing it in 1993, her talking to her brother. Like it's not like a fake voice. But yeah. that moment of just seeing them in the room together, being creative, right? Writing the lyrics to Scream in 1993. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I want to see more moments. I want to see those moments because I think it will round out um, what I felt often by taking in her music. Um, even just seeing that was like, oh, this is kind of her writing process and how she yeah. comes up with lyrics. Exactly. <laughs> you know, he said, yes, he said fucked up. And she was like, oh, no. <laughs> That's not gonna work. And then she's like, well, it's his song. Like it's his song, but I'll think <laughs> So yeah, that that's for me. So what's your last question for for me? Um actually the last question for you is J Ray, how can people make sure that they are down with us tomorrow night? during the episode one of the Janet Jackson documentary um, during our viewing party, because if they don't know by now, we got to let them know one more time. They got a few, they just have a few hours. They can join us. Yes, so, please. So I'm actually going to put the screen. I'm going to put it on the screen. Okay. Mm. And I'm going to put it on the screen and I'm going to type it. I'm going to take a minute. It's normally on my, it's normally on my desktop, but it ain't on my desktop right now, but I'm typing it in Janet events, RSVP. Here's the deal. Y'all y'all can join us tomorrow. Um, we're actually going to be in zoom, um, tomorrow, um, watching the night one of the Janet Jackson documentary. The link is now in the chat. You can still RSVP to join us. So here's the deal. We're going to open the doors at seven 30. Um, mm. um, we might open a little early, play some music, you know what I'm saying? Do what we do. Um, but me and Sir Daniel are gonna chat a little bit. Um, 
you know, do our Q points thing. We got a lot of RSVPs. So we have a lot of new people that are not familiar with Q points. Um, so we're going to introduce them to Q points. And then we just go watch the documentary together and kind of be in the chat. Um, so if you just want to hang out with some folks um, and take in this incredible cultural moment, the link is there. Come and join us and watch this documentary with the whole community. Like I said, Black Gay Stuck at Home have been partnering with us to bring this to the masses. So shout out to Black Gay Stuck at Home again. You can check out their website at bgsah.com. Um, I'm going to put that in the chat too. But yeah, join us tomorrow um, on Zoom. Make sure you RSVP. You can't get in if you don't RSVP. Okay. Don't want no trolls up in there and come acting right too. Love, come with the love. This is Janet Love. Um, and just wanted to kind of share in this moment together. So that's how you can do it. So a couple more things before um before we get out of here. May, please, please, please. If you um, have not done so, make sure that you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and also make sure that you go ahead and leave us a review over there. It really does help to spread the word about the show. Also, leave us a review over on Podchaser. Make sure that you do that. And subscribe to us um, on YouTube. If you're watching us on YouTube and you haven't hit the subscribe button, go ahead and hit that button and click the bell so you can be notified about future um, Q points episodes. And uh, yeah, that's how you can join us tomorrow and do all the stuff. <laughs> so without further ado, um, I'm about to get some rest y'all because I gotta be ready. <laughs> for tomorrow night. I'm stretching. I'm crazy, but I'm serious. I gotta, I gotta find, I gotta find something to wear. And, and don't look at me weird because I know some of y'all are doing the same thing. You gotta find something that, because this is an experience <laughs> and we're all sharing it together. But folks, I have, I've had a blast. J-Ray, this was fun. This is fun. We might have to do this again, um, this particular format again, mm -hmm. um, another time. But everybody, thank you so much for joining us tonight. But remember, what do I always say in this life? You can either pick up the needle or you can let the record play. I am DJ Sir Daniel. And I am J-Ray. Peace. Peace. <laughs> this has been Q Points. Carlson, we'll holler at you off air, okay? All right. Peace, everybody. Peace have a good night.